Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with my special guest, Michael. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how you, the loved ones out there, the people on the streets and the people in prison, how you can become a hindrance to the growth of the person that you love, your child, your siblings, friends in the community, whatever, whomever. We're going to be talking about that. But before we get started, Michael, go ahead and introduce yourself again. Let the people know what it is. Hey everybody, I'm glad to be back with you again and enjoy my time with you. I hope you enjoy uh, the time that I spend speaking with Joe. Yeah, dig that, dig that. Now look, let me lay the foundation for what I'm talking about here, okay? Um, I think a lot of times people, uh, they, they say that they want to solve this problem that we have in our communities of crime. And they always look to the individuals that have gone all the way down that road. Those individuals that have committed crimes that become felonies and ended up in prison because of them, right? Well, a revelation that came to me the other day when I was thinking about that, I was like, man, I'm looking at the news and I'm seeing all of these crimes happening and all this, and I'm like, man, what is the problem? I don't understand. You have, in all of these states, especially in Tennessee, you have the truth and sentencing law. These sentences are not short where people are getting. The, the treatment in prison is not one uh, a situation where you can just come in here and lean back. It is not easy being in prison and, and, and living the criminal lifestyle is not easy. What is it going to take for people to get it, right? And then I started thinking, how far back is the process of becoming a criminal, right? So when I started to think like that, I started to get some revelations about, okay, the example that we set, the example that you set as a sibling, as a parent, uh, as, a, as a husband, as a wife, whatever the case may be, that influences those individuals that watch you, that watch you, right? And what I mean by that is simply this. If you are a parent and you have all these, let me back up, let me back up real quick and say this. Another part of the reason I wanted to do this episode is because a friend of mine was talking to me about all of the different things that his family always talked about doing but never did. They always said, I want to do this. I want to own my own business. I want to uh, start here. I want to go back to school. I want to do all these things, but they never did. It's always making these excuses for why they couldn't do what they really wanted to do, right? And that, listening to him talk, I noticed that that had an effect on him. And with that said, I'm going to say it just like this. When, when you're dealing with somebody, sibling, loved one, whatever the case may be, when you're dealing with somebody, the example that you set, even on the most minuscule of levels, has an effect on the individual. This young man that I was talking to, he learned from his sisters and brothers and his father and, and aunties. He didn't say his mother. Yeah, he didn't say his mother, but his father and aunties and all this and, and uncles to make excuses. To make excuses, not pursue those dreams. And when I started to think about that, I'm like, dang, it doesn't have to get all the way to, okay, that loved one that's in the family that broke the law and ended up in prison. It starts by influence, how you can influence your loved ones as being somebody that's always making excuses for not doing A, B, or C, or always giving up on some project that you talk about, or always or, or, or running around and lying and creating, creating an, uh, an environment of, of not being able to pursue your dreams. That person that's watching, watching you, that person that's looking up to you, this young mind that's looking up to you, they are forming the way they're going to approach life off of how you act. And if you're an individual that talks a good game but doesn't follow through, that's what you're teaching them. That's what you're teaching them. 
And in that, you become a hindrance. But you won't say that because you, you've never been to prison, never probably even had a traffic ticket. But you're you, you somebody that always gives up. You're somebody that always makes excuses. You're somebody that always blaming somebody else for your problem. And that is what you're teaching your child or that person that you love that's around you. So when they end up in prison, it's like, oh my God, what happened? You wasn't raised this way. You had so many different opportunities. What you don't realize is that, not in all cases, but in some cases, you taught this child to be somebody that would give up in life because you didn't pursue your dreams, because you didn't have that drive, that discipline to keep moving, even though doors were slammed in your face, even though you might have uh, had physical limitations that would stop you from doing A, B, and C. What you taught your child was, or the, the person that was looking up to you, is that it's okay to give up. It's okay to complain about not having it without actually having to go out and get it legally. And then, let's, get, let's not get to the part where you associate yourself with people in the streets, but you're not in the streets. The example that you're setting right there. You're showing them, well, it's okay to be cool with them, but don't go all the way across that line. You're talking to a young, impressionable mind. They can't reason the same way you're reasoning. So they don't know how far to go. They're following your lead. You feel me? And once you show them, that's like feeding a child a piece of chocolate cake and ice cream for the first time. <laughs> and then you tell them, look here now. Go in there and get you a scoop of ice cream and one slice of cake. And, and, and then go on and go to bed. They're going to go on there and get that whole cake and that whole box of ice cream and they're going to eat until they're sick. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Also, I'm going to give you a small example. And I'm going to say this and I'm going to let Michael jump in because he's sitting over here like he wants to say something but he, he just won't jump in. Even if you're one of those individuals out there that you really don't, you don't, you know how you might have a bill or something to pay? on your phone or, or your car and all this and that, and you're sitting around like, mm, they ain't going to get this money today. What if your child hears that? What do you think you're going to be teaching them if they overhear you talking about not taking care of your responsibilities for the house? What did you just teach them? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah now yeah. go ahead, Michael, because I see well, you got something to say. Well, I mean, you were just long-winded, so I just let oh, you okay, carry on. So, you well, know. I get like this sometimes. <laughs> I get like this. Well, so I can agree with you on that, 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 that you do influence young ones. But you can also influence them in a positive way by doing your negative acts. I'll give you an example. Give me an example of that. My mother was late for everything. Okay. Eighth grade year, she had a... a, a, a 15 passenger van with the seats taken out because she made uh, she had a courier company. Okay. So I was like, Mom, can you take us to the game? She's like, Yeah, I'll do that. I had the whole starting offense with us. We yeah. were late. They yeah. almost canceled the game because yeah. we were so late. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then when it was time to leave, she was late again. <laughs> right, 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 so right, right. That influenced me to always be early for everything so you learn you learn not to be late <laughs> exactly yeah. every time we're going we're going to michigan we're going at four o'clock in the morning we don't leave till three every time every time yeah. she wake you up at four o'clock we don't leave till three yeah so i always i've always been early for what i got to do from that just because of that 
So when did when did you learn that lesson though? That after that first time that you almost had they almost had to cancel the game, or did it take some time? Oh no, I learned this before that. Before I, that, oh, I so you had that. a habit of being late. <laughs> so <laughs> you learned, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I learned yeah. that early, early. But then you're the exception. You're not the rule. Yeah, I mean, Why? I mean, because I guess in my mind I took it as that, or maybe it was just Jeanette. I don't know. But I've always never wanted to be late for anything that I'm doing. So I don't know why that 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 came like that. But I can, like I said, I can see it because uh, a young man that's father has been in prison his whole life is more than likely going to go to prison. Is more than likely going to commit a crime and do that because of the influence that he had from his father. So right. I can see that. My my son, I cl- I claim him. Don't know if he's mine, but I claim him anyways. Right. I, he's 27. And he had to be about six years old. I was talking to him on the phone. He's way up in North Dakota. And uh, he was North like... North Dakota? Yeah, yeah. What's in North Dakota? Preservation, man. Okay, then. Hey, <laughs> y'all out there in North Dakota. Appreciate <laughs> you. Appreciate <laughs> you. Yeah, so the, he, I, I'm talking to him. And he's like, uh, why are you in prison? I, I, he's six. I'm like, I'm in prison because I was bad. Well, what did you do? I broke the law. No, no, what did you do? Explain. I'm trying to avoid telling him that I killed somebody. I'm trying to avoid that. So finally, he, he just kept on. So I was like, well, I killed somebody. He's all, have you killed anybody since you've been in there? And I was like, what kind of question is that for a six-year-old? No, but hold on. But let's, let's, but let's run with that. Let's run with that. <laughs> see, that young mind, see, that fascinated him. Now, I don't know why, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But that fascinated him, and that's what a young mind will do. Yeah. That's why you have to be careful. When you, when you break them down and explain things to them, you have to let them know that this is inappropriate, this is appropriate. And because they look up to you and, and admire you as a parent or a brother or sister, whatever, then they'll start to model their behavior off of how you define what you just told them. Yeah. And that's not that's what's not happening. Yeah. You know, we're leaving we're saying don't do this or do this, and then we're leaving it to them to figure out if this is appropriate or not. And then we get upset or we act surprised when they go all the way left. Yeah. I don't know where he got that. I told him not to do that. I told him to go to school every day. I told him this. I told, But you're not explaining to this young, impressionable mind how important it is. And you do it until they get it. You don't get to say, just because you, uh, well, I, I'm busy, I'm working, you're the parent, you laid down, you brought them into this world. It is You have to do everything that you can with the capacity that you have to understand to make sure that they understand that they are going to be a part of a larger community. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And they have a responsibility to conduct themselves a certain way. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And that is something that is being left out of how we are trying to influence this, uh, our communities in, as far as not uh, leading people down that pathway of coming to prison. That is what we're missing. We're waiting until after the crime happens. We're asking the government to say, okay, you need to do have more programs doing this and more programs doing that. Well, if they need to do anything, they need to have some parenting classes, for real. They need to, anybody that has a child, I don't care if you're 15 or 50, if that's your first child, you need to be going through some kind of parenting classes so you can understand the role that you have to play in molding this young person into becoming a responsible and productive citizen. But isn't that isn't that the role of the parents? Like, of like, course, it's the role of the parent. But what if they don't know? Where's the manual at? I mean, I mean, all that's true. But 
we, we, we're molded by what our parents teach us, so we know to teach our children this. Mm-hmm. Like, my uncle, I know that his two kids are pretty, they're, they're, they're pretty stable because the way that he raised them. So I know that they're going to raise their kids to be stable people because my mom was telling, my mom was telling my partner of mine uh, about how he was having problems with his daughter. And he explained, my mom explained to him, was like, look, my brother took his do- his daughter out to lunch or dinner once a month. So they had a date a, a date once a month so that she would know how she's supposed to be treated. Right. How a man is supposed to treat her. This right. is how a man is supposed to treat you. Right. So I, I say that we're molded from that. That those are your parents in classes. If you have well, if you have the right uh, environment. But again, right. again, what you just did is is, is is in my opinion, you you gave an example of the exception. And not the rule. What about these people out here? No, look, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Life happens. You feel what I'm saying? Things happen. Some people just don't know, or even if they are somebody that's working a job, paying their bills, this, this, and that, they might not understand the the the, the seriousness of raising a child. They might understand, they might not understand all of the nuances that come with that man. It's more than saying, don't touch that light socket or don't put your finger in that light socket. It's more than that. It's why shouldn't I put my finger? You, you gotta talk to a kid it, like the one small human being, small adults, you feel what I'm saying? But you gotta make, some, make, make sure that they understand, not just hitting them on the hand and going over there. That works until the, the lick stops hurting. You feel what I mean? Yeah, once they get used to that little lick, that little sting, oh, oh, she telling me not to put my finger in. I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. And then they stick their finger in and then they end up in the hospital, heart blown out the chest. You feel what I'm saying? We have to figure out a way to do more than just say the right things. We need to explain these things to kids so they'll understand. Everybody coming on TV talking about all of these programs, and then they stand up here and they give all these speeches. They, they invite all these dignitaries to give all these speeches. But you have not taken into consideration that the audience that you're speaking to might not even understand what you're saying. Don't nobody come in about you being a celebrity or any of that. They come because you are a celebrity. That's the reason they're in the audience. But then you're setting up a talk, you might well be speaking Greek. They don't understand. You got to break it down and make them understand. It's just like if you're teaching math. Two plus two is flow. You don't jump straight into algebra when you're teaching somebody math. You feel me? And that is what, in my opinion, part of the problem. We're waiting to try to solve this problem of crime after the person comes to the penitentiary or go to juvenile, as opposed to before. So what do you do? You get serious about this thing, man. You get serious about this thing. I don't believe in all the government overreach. I'm going to say it like that, right? But I do believe the government has a role to play. And if you have uh, somebody in a community that, that lacks resources, but they happen to have a child, and they need some help, help them. Don't wait until the child is delinquent from school 50 days out the year and then try to blame the parent. She's trying to do the best she can with what she got. Going to work, doing her thing, whatever the case may be. The child is running buck wild and then when the child ends up on TV because they stole somebody's car and then end up on a high speed chase and hit by five, six cars going down the road and then run over somebody. And then everybody's saying, what Lord have mercy, what happened to that child? So it takes a village to raise a child. It does take a village, but it takes more than a village that says, sit your butt down and then that only goes so far. 
explain to that child why it's important that they don't steal somebody else's property. Don't violate your neighbor. Look after your neighbor. You feel what I'm saying? I got you. You got to explain these things in a way to make kids understand because we're dealing with adults that don't understand. If the adults don't understand, how the kids don't stand the team. You feel me? But look, I've run my mouth long enough. I've been told I get on the soapbox and get the I'm long-winded. That's what he said in the last episode, y'all. So check that now too, no, that right? that was this episode. It was this episode? See, you were so long-winded. You don't See, even... I don't even remember no more, y'all. I don't even remember no more. But y'all got to know me. Y'all got to know me. Y'all get long-winded. But look, I'm going to end this episode unless Michael's got something else he wants to say about this. You got anything you want to say, bro? No, I'm sure winning. I said what I had to say. Okay, then. See, now, see, it's getting personal, y'all. It's getting personal. <laughs> we got to get on down. It's been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, the crime critic, and I say peace, y'all.